It's the Jeremiah Show. shut that door boy it sure is cold out there really feels like christmas eve doesn't it please join me and my friends we're wearing our outcomes the sun matching onesies we're having a little cocoa we're sharing our favorite stories of gratitude from the past year that's mariel hemingway over there in the big chair by the fire oh and her best friend melissa yamaguchi dr d richard dugan He's over under the tree. Richard, don't peek at your presents. <laughs> there you go. Here's some nice hot cocoa. Let me know if you need a few more marshmallows. Now, where were we? Ah, uh, yes. Being grateful. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Mariel and Melissa. How's your, how's your cocoa? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It's the best ever. So great. Oh, oh, it feels so warm and toasty here by the fire. Isn't it nice? <laughs> We're up on the Hemingway. What do you call it? The Hemingway uh, uh, compound, the ranch, the. What is. Or do you have a name for well, we call up in it? We call it really cold right now. It was <laughs> 11 below this morning. So, you know, we're like. We're wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to take on the day. Yeah. <laughs> and what a great way to it, right, Christmas Eve, to spend with the two of you. It's been too long. Uh, it has I miss been. you. Yeah, and it's, it's just nice to, to, to sit by the fire here with you and just talk a little bit here. And thank you, That's listeners, amazing. for joining us here on Christmas Eve. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Mariel Hemingway, like you need, like you need, you don't know, but I'll, I'll pretend anyway that you need to know. She's the founder and the president of the Mariel Hemingway Foundation, and she's the host of the hit podcast, Out Comes the Sun. Over the past 20 plus years, Mariel has worked extensively in the mental health and wellness world. She has been exposed to some of the most exciting and advanced treatments, centers, and therapists during that time. She's also met with amazing research scientists on the advancement of help in the space of mental health and hundreds and hundreds of people who suffer from mental illness. 
She has felt their frustration firsthand and just not knowing where to go, which treatment to try, and who to ask for for help. So her goal when founding the Mariel Hemingway Foundation was, and is, to become a resource, navigator for people with questions who need help. Mariel Hemingway's Foundation's mission is to compassionately assist individuals in navigating mental health treatment by providing a template to find real concrete solutions that can be tailored to meet the unique needs of individual communities. We've agreed tonight that our phones will stay put away, but when you are online next, check out Mariel Hemingway's Foundation at MarielHemingwayFoundation.org. And also check out our podcast, Out Comes the Sun. Uh, it, it addresses mental, physical, and spiritual wellness. All right, now, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hey there. <laughs> She's co-founder and vice president and also the co-host of the hit podcast with Mariel, Out Comes the Sun. And she's a co-founder and vice president, I should say, of the Mariel Hemingway Foundation. She has twice served as a judge on the Global Best Entrepreneurial Leadership event sponsored by the Anderson School of Business at UCLA. Own Your Energy, Own Your Life is the name of her blog on the Huffington Post. Uh, she has given lectures all over the world for the past 20 years on the balance of the individual. Through the four thousand-year-old practice of feng shui mm -hmm. her ted talk beyond vision and purpose is all about understanding the choices you make in life we call her uh the oracle so if you forget <laughs> if you forget melissa just go she goes by the oracle she she she, she answers to both <laughs> but you know, it's late, and it's Christmas Eve, and uh, we are feeling nostalgic. I don't know about you, but we're feeling nostalgic here tonight, and we're feeling very grateful. Um, the conversation won't be too heavy, I promise. We're going to have some fun together on Christmas Eve, uh, because we've all made it one more time around the sun, and That's we right. <laughs> are here. We are here together to talk about that long journey. I'm a firm believer that mental health starts with gratitude and stepping back, being able to step back and actually look back at the good things in your life right in front of you or, 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 what, or things that you've experienced and really pinpoint doesn't think about them and slow down. Mm -hmm. Remember the best of your experiences and the people you have met along the way. How about you two? Um, Mariel, how important is it to remember for you the good times, the good things in your life? How important is that to you in your daily health? Well, I think it's one of the one of the key ingredients, if if you will, to 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 starting your day. I mean, we Melissa and I talk about it all the time. Like, how do you start your day? And one of the most important things you can do is just start by saying thank you, thank yourself, thank the people that you love and your family around you, thank this beautiful planet that we live on, 
you know, which is constantly being challenged by the human beings that do all kinds of crazy stuff, you know? So, but be grateful for everything, everything in your life, everything. And when you start your day that way, there's something about that that leads into every aspect of your life. You know, like all of a sudden opportunities show, I mean, you know, you showed up and we hadn't spoken in so long. And you know, the, I really believe that that intention of gratitude really leads you on a path to your to, to your highest destiny, if, mm-hmm. if you will. It's not a little woo-woo, but you know, Melissa, you can bring me down. <laughs> <laughs> the Oracle and the anger. <laughs> I mean, Melissa, I want to hear, I think the two of you have such a unique relationship and I've witnessed it and I'm actually going to tell a little story in a moment um, about what I've witnessed and how you interact with each other. I am paying attention all the time whether or not I look like it, and I know I don't look like <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but I, I really do, there's something really powerful between the two of you. The tape did not slow down, and my thoughts were. Um, there's something really unique about the two of you. You probably both know that already. That's why you're together, and you're doing the podcast, and doing all the amazing things you're doing with your foundation. But, uh, and I, I think I've asked you this question in the past, maybe, Mariel, because it sounds so easy to say, just wake up with good intentions and, and be grateful. And But why is it so hard to, to do that? To, to You've got it. That's a practice. That's almost like exercise or the yoga Absolutely. that you do at sunrise, right? That um, grounding down. Um, it's it's hard why is that hard and going the negative is so darn easier yeah what is wrong with our wine you know i and i know melissa you're going to address this too but the thing about anything that we do in our lives you have to have a, a a discipline first and then a dedication to wanting to start your day. So some days are, yeah, some days are tough. Sometimes you sit and meditate. I, you know, I meditate every day and some days I just sit there. Mind is racing, you know, la la, you know, things are going on, it's the holidays, it's whatever. But even in this, the, the doing of that practice, of that, of finding stillness within the chaos of your brain, that trains the brain and actually over time calms the brain and then all of a sudden you'll have a day that's extraordinary now what i love about what melissa does is that because she works with energy she she talks about energy you really realize on those days that you feel completely like off the mark she can explain you know the energy is probably low for a certain aspect of you. Um, so maybe you could explain that, Melissa, because I think there is an interesting, like, dyna- you know, like some days are tough. And you really know this because energy is constantly moving and swirling or, or, on the planet, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're the greatest conduits of energy. And so to answer your question you'd asked a, a while ago about why is it so hard to, to get up and, and have this discipline of gratitude. If, why is it easier to kind of get into complaining and critiquing and judging? 
I don't think, I think probably the exertion, the muscle that is required for complaining is minimal. And I think this, this, the muscle exertion, if you will, for exercising and getting up and doing the right thing and making a concerted effort and having your rituals and staying true to, to the, the plan and not going off requires a control organized energy that is, can be exhausting. But once you get into the rhythm of it, as we all know, your body starts to crave it. You start to crave working out. You crave the water. You crave the sleep, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, what Mariel was saying about energy is that each of us, I always call it your energetic DNA. So you're born, you take that first breath, and that's the time that's recorded when you're born. And as the energy is emanating from this earth and you have absorbed it on that first breath, I think it, I believe it places an energetic thumbprint on who you are, how you respond to the energy around you. All four of us could walk into a room and have different responses. One of us could say, boy, I did not feel good in there. My stomach was tense. I didn't get a good vibe off the people. And that one of us could say, oh, I thought it was great. And by the way, the crudité was excellent. Whatever's happening, each one of us has a different response and none of us are wrong mm -hmm. because it, it is how it affected each of us. And so every day, the best thing to do, the best thing you can do for yourself, aside from the water and the sleep and the sun and all the, the shoulds, is really do a, a temperature take, a, a pulse take, if you will. On The first is emote. You have to check in with your feelings. You have to understand where you're coming from. But many of us are kind of going through rote memorization of our day and just going through the motion, clock in, do the job, get home, turn on the tube, whatever we're doing, pour the drink. We're not, we're not extending ourselves. Checking in with our emotions should be first and foremost. How am I feeling? How do I, how do I feel strong today? Marilyn and I talk every morning as best friends are wont to do. And we, mm -hmm. on, our, on our walks, our respective walks, we speak. And this morning, transparently, I said to her, oh, I'm dragging. My energy's low today. And it is energetically low today, the year based on the year that I'm born. I said, boy, I, I can feel it. I'm really having to rev myself up. So <laughs> those of us who preach the, and espouse the benefits of gratitude and living this, this focused life are not without our own handicaps and stains. You, we all have to push through it. It is a daily effort, but we know that the outcome is so much greater than the alternative. Yeah, and uh, those are really great points. Uh, checking in with your energy for the day. You are, that seems so simple. I had, I know I can feel the different energies I have uh, from, sometimes from that, by the hour, the energy that I'm experiencing. And I, I, I really didn't think about it, um, checking in with it and then realizing what your limitations probably should, could be that day or that afternoon or what you can handle. and. You know, sometimes I'm exhausted and I go, if I open that email, I know there's going to be in something and then it's going to bum me out and then I'm going to spin right. out of control. So stay away from it until I get That's exactly right. Right. Jeremiah, I tell this to people when I'm working with my clients, I tell them all the time, when you know you're low, when you feel that your energy is taking a dip and you're just not in the mood, even the cat's meow kind of gets on your nerves, whatever's happening. For the love of God, do not open the text from that one friend that grates you. Don't don't pick up the call from your sister who's going to annoy you. D push back. 
push back. A little self-care is better for everyone in the long run. Trust me. Well, that's a, I'm going to tell my story now, then, if you don't mind, um, because that's a perfect layout. You just laid it up perfectly. The two of you, what I've noticed and what I admire about the two of you, it's been a couple of years since we've seen each other. The last time we saw each other, um, you know that we all met and we had a, a, a show, almost three hours, um, two different mm -hmm. shows, where Mariel and Anne Haish talked about mental health and, and, and experiences that they'd gone through in life. And um, I never told you this, but, uh, and it took a little, it's taken a year or so for it to so, slowly appear and me realize what happened, but we went directly afterwards over to the Santa Barbara Bowl and we did it, energy was pretty high and, um, and we started a tour and about halfway through the tour, the two of you, I almost didn't say anything. I was behind you and watching, and, and it was almost a, a, an eye communication. And you stepped aside a little bit, and and then you said, you know, we're going to head back down the coast. It's been it's been a long day. Um, and I think that the inner with Mariel, I, I'm this is just my observation. It, it took a toll. It you put everything out there, which you do every day for the for for people around the world. Most that you never know heard your message. Um, you you with the foundation and who you are. You uh, you're you're open to the world and your emotions and your advice but you're one person and that takes a lot of energy and and you you guys left that day and i haven't seen you since well later that night i, I went to, to dinner with ann and heather um and it manifested itself in a different way oh through the dinner uh she became very and became very emotional and broke down and cried and um but didn't talk about what you guys have both been through together that day so as the year has progressed, I've thought you both were so unselfish and you you put your soul out there in a way, you put your heart out there and it took a toll that day and maybe for days after, I don't know. But I'm, I could see it on your, from you, I could see it from her and I just thought uh, what I love and admire and wanted to point out uh, was that about the two of you, Melissa and, and Mariel, is that you knew your limits that day and you knew you had to go and regroup or whatever whatever went to, you know, whatever you had to do. But, but your friend Melissa saw it before you said it and then knew to be there for you to get away. Uh, that's how I, I, my interpretation was of it. And I've seen that interaction between the two of you, which is why I think you're so great together in what you're trying to accomplish right now with the foundation, the Merrill Hemingway Foundation, and with the podcast. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you for what you gave that day for the show. Because um, I haven't I don't told know, you that. That's a beautiful, um, is a beautiful kind of insight to that day because that's exactly what happened, right? I remember yeah. that, Melissa. Now, oh yeah. I mean, I hadn't I hadn't thought about it, but we do that often. You know, we have an unspoken sort of communication that happens, and uh, you know, Melissa, you can perhaps say that it's like this 
you know, it's probably energetic. I don't know what it is. You know, I mean, if you believe in past lives or something like that, maybe we've just been here many times together, but there is kind of, and that's what's wonderful about relationship, you know, whether it's relationship and friendship. You know, I, I had a wonderful, uh, you know, we had a wonderful thing. You, Jeremiah and I on, like, I was just, every time I was on your show, I was like, oh my God, that was the most Connection. fun. Right. We we went deep, you know, like, and you never knew where it was going. And there's like that unspoken thing that happens with energy and with energetics with people that is so, right. I mean, talk about something to be grateful for. Because when that happens, I mean, every day that we have our conversations, you know, walking, we enlighten each other and, and aha moments. And I was so glad that, although you were dragging this morning, Melissa, to be there for you, because yesterday I had a really rough morning and she, God bless her, she walked me through it. And I was like, oh, you know, like I was having a moment. <laughs> but, you know, if you I could... hold space for somebody to have that moment, nothing like it it's invaluable that true yeah. yeah that is true giving <clears throat> you know which is and, gratitude and if i the, may you know start of it. yeah and mariel if i if i may you know i don't want to assume too much but you're mariel hemiway and um, the life that you've lived, you know that, right? You're Meryl. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Well, you're Meryl exactly Hemingway. And that you know what I. Because sometimes I don't know. Well. Bobby will say that to me. He'll go, dude, you're Meryl Hemingway. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, like, but it, there's it's a almost lot. like, you know, saying a word too many times and it doesn't sound like a word. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I hate when that happens. Where that come from? No, um, but you're Mariel Hemingway who has lived the, the Hemingway life, the Mariel Hemingway life, your own life in your own way with so many ups and downs. But everybody probably wants a piece at different times, sometimes more than others. It would be hard, probably, I would imagine, to know who is real and who is not in your life. And and then again, uh, it, it is even, it, the we all know that the, the people that you can count on in life, throughout life, are really, really small. So again, I just wanted to, this is a, a compliment to to um, Melissa, that she sees you, I think, and then and it's obvious that uh, the, the, that that means something that 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 really strong connection and um, I just love seeing it because I think it's it's very rare it's like uh, you know it's like I don't know what but seeing something rare in life you don't see it very often and and uh, <laughs> anyway I didn't mean to go too far into that but it, it brings me to a question which is uh, it kind of leads us back to the beginning here and then I think I need to take a break the beginning of our conversation in that you know it's a it's an intention when you wake up to you choose the uh mood you know, maybe you don't choose the mood or the energy but you choose the how you handle the challenges that come at you and does well, you can always choose the intention that's clear you can always say my intention is yeah whatever sorry no that but i did it's perfect and I was just this is the question I guess is that is also maybe one of the ingredients to all of this um, surrounding yourself with people that not just get you but that, that believe the same things and are striving is that 
Was well, that a conscious can, decision can I, as can well? Can I tackle that one? Yeah. I, I think that, I think that have, I don't know if they need to exactly approach everything the same, because I think there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of uh, fun and growth and exploring different ideas uh, and people with different approaches and ideas. However, I think one of the key components to being able to move forward with any gratitude is being surrounded by people who do support and uplift and are positive. Mm. Um, if I were a Debbie Downer and, well, I don't know, Mariel, I don't think you should do that. And how's it going to look? You're Mariel Hemingway. If I did this to her all the time and I didn't push her and just say, you've got this. I mean, I'm, I'm her cheerleader. And it's not coming from, from any false position. Meryl knows I'm not good at faking it too much. But because so I come to her with I, I do believe this. I, I say the same thing to her, like, excuse me, you're Meryl Hemingway. You're not putting up with that crap. And she's like, oh, OK. You know, she's and it's, she because she never comes from that. She's probably the one, one of the most genuine people I know. And I do want to say something about friendships and relationships. This relationship in particular that Meryl and I have um, is is unique in that we found it later in life. We weren't friends when we were teenagers. We weren't friends when we were in our early 20s or 30s. We met in our 50s. And we um, have recognized something, and maybe because we had gone through many, through so many trials and tribulations of relation, other relationships in our lives, were we able to see you and each other and just go, oh man, aren't you a clear glass of water? This is going to be easy. Because both of us are kind of vibrating on the same idea of how life should be. Um, our approaches are somewhat different. Our viewpoints on some things are different. But our whole core focus on this is life is not to be taken for granted this is an amazing thing and we're going to maximize it and optimize it as much as we can and that's what that is the glue and by the way gratitude is known as the social glue once we express gratitude for other people and appreciation for, for where he or she are coming that's just what glues us together in spite of our differences so Meryl and I have that that glue, so to speak, that really binds us together and our whole drive towards where we're going in life. And it's 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 uh, it's the key to the success of our relationship. Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi, Dr. D and me are all hanging out today and talking gratitude. One of the things I'm, I'm grateful for my church, I said in the last program, is uh, my church is music. And, and um, I'm putting the soundtrack together for today's show. Uh, I went back to Dave Matthews' band. His last album is called Come Tomorrow, and I thought it was a perfect title for what we're talking about. He also, uh, all the songs are really positive, and that puts me, if, I need, if I'm in a bad mood, a, a, song, a song or a songwriter or an upbeat song can really put me in the right mood and help my my um outlook and um anyway so i'm i'm calling the show it's our christmas eve special we're hanging out with mariel hemingway and melissa yamaguchi again <laughs> i'm calling, calling the show come tomorrow out comes the sun is mariel hemingway's podcast for addressing mental physical and spiritual wellness mariel is a lifelong advocate for healthy living and addressing mental health mariel welcomes industry experts professionals men and women to her podcast to discuss and reveal products, treatments, and stories, both storied and new. Join Mariel Hemingway and co-host Melissa Yamaguchi every Thursday on Out Comes the Sun. Donate to the Mariel Hemingway Foundation on Venmo at MH Foundation. 
And Merrill Hemingway's foundation mission is to assist in navigating mental health treatment and to find solutions to meet the needs of individual communities. Find out more at MerrillHemingwayFoundation.org. We'll be right back. Restaurant is a tasty new segment on the Jeremiah Show. Host Will Knox, renowned restaurant real estate specialist, serves up a fresh look at the restaurant business. On the menu, celebrity chefs, startups, operators, deal makers, designers, and those are just some of the appetizers. Look for all of Mr. Restaurant shows. Tell your smart speaker to play the Jeremiah Show, Mr. Restaurant. Hi, I'm Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Look, I, I look at you and I think it's amazing that there's a guy out there that gets to do all kinds of things with you and gets to make you happy and, and, and spend evenings with you. Make me martinis. Listen to Van Morrison. Smell your skin. After a day at the beach. Yeah, and read the papers. On a Sunday morning. That rainy Sunday morning. And, and, and pepper your belly with baby kisses. Sorry. <laughs> thing is, there's a guy out there that thinks the same thing about Tracy. And he's jealous of you. You getting to do all that with her. Let me ask you something. I mean, can you think of anything better than making love to an attractive stranger in the middle of a frozen lake with just just a, a oil light to guide your way? Can you think of anything better? Going back to Chicago. Ice cold martini. Van Morrison. Sunday papers. Got you. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. 
Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. back we are with mariel hemingway <laughs> i always hate that you, you see you want to say your old friend but you don't <laughs> i don't want to say an old friend you're but you're an old friend and, and melissa yamaguchi there's got to be a better way to say that i don't know what it is there's well, got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> nobody ever likes that introduction right well i will it's tell you refresh- I, don't you know, I, I would like for you to refer to me as a refreshingly young <laughs> yes. friend my refreshingly young friend young that i've, friend. That I've <laughs> known a little while yeah. but i will tell you that a great line uh from one of uh um uh, song um by Harry Chapin uh, talks about old friends are are not necessarily better than but it's the lyric the new friends because the old friends they know where you've been and from that standpoint of an old friend not in terms of age but in terms of the maturity if you will of the relationship the connection of the relationship and that's the beautiful that's the beauty of if I if we can continue to use the phrase old friend, that's the yeah. beauty and the and the wonder and the loveliness. I mean, I can honestly say that I know I've known my best friend from grade school, high school, and college for over fifty years. I mean, it's like wow, that's so cool to say. But I, I would say old friend is just fine when you think of it in that context. Old friends, they know where you've been. Well, I like that. <laughs> that was yeah, uh, uh, just hopefully they don't have any pictures or evidence. They <laughs> 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 know where you've been. By the way, can I throw one more thing out uh, in terms of the male perspective on on this whole issue of uh, creating a safe space? How do you counsel, especially male caregivers, shall we, we call them supporters, uh, to stop to keep them from trying to fix the other person instead of just being there for the other person well that is definitely a male female dynamic i mean and and melissa you can speak to this probably more succinctly than me but but that there is that male like desire to fix things right i want to bobby does it all the time you know you can you're emotional i'm crying you know whatever and he's heard this before but i told you last month that you know you do a b c and d and you don't have the problem anymore <laughs> that's not what I wanted, you know, like you just want sometimes, you know, for a lot of times yeah. for women in particular, we just want to feel heard. We want to feel understood. But that for me is the whole mental health kind of conversation. People yeah. don't feel heard. And I think that that's what's so great about finding friendship in your life is that I know that I am heard by Melissa and Melissa knows that she is heard by me. I listen. And, you know, my grandfather has that 
a quote about um, listening. You, you know, most people don't let. Yeah, I, I love to listen. Most people don't listen. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it's true. Like, people don't listen, and it's an art. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crap. I mean, what's wonderful about one, my yeah. relationship? Yeah. But my relationship with Melissa is like, I like to listen to her. I learned so much from her. You know, and we do have different belief systems. And I was going to say this when you were talking before. Because I think we're in a time where where people don't are not allowed to have conversations anymore that are dissenting in belief because the minute there's a dissension in belief, then you're on one side and that person's on the other side. And listen, I talk about all kinds of things. We don't necessarily agree completely, but we're allowed to have that conversation. And I think yep. we live in a scary world where having a conversation all of a sudden gets interpreted as, oh, you're in that camp or whatever, right. you know, whether it's politics or, you know, whatever it is. And I think that's scary. So I think you need those friendships in order to have friendships where you feel heard. And also sometimes having a conversation and having a belief about something at the end of the conversation with somebody you admire and you respect, it changes your perspective. Right, but you can't know that until you've had a conversation, right? But we're not, I don't know, I feel like society doesn't want us to engage in those things if you would all come from different sides of the fence. And, and I think that's bizarre and sad. I well, know, it's a control issue. It's a con- control issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I know that I, uh, I, being in a, in a uh, 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 onstage uh, performance, I won't go into details, but I'd never done it before. So I am listening intently, not only to the director, I'm listening to everybody else who's got more experience than me because I don't want to make a mess on stage uh, having not listened to the experts. And it seems to me like that's what we need to do to those pe- with those folks who are, are hurting and need that space and don't need to be right. fixed but need to be listened to. They are the expert in that moment of what they are going through and that's where we really, especially as guys, uh, we really need to learn to listen to what they're saying, even if it's just, I understand. Because sometimes, yeah, the guy can understand. Yeah, I've been there. I've d- it's happened to me. But you don't explain right. it to them. You just say, I understand. And you hold them and you comfort them and you let them cry on your shoulder. And sometimes you don't. And sometimes it's even honest to say, I don't understand. You know what I mean? True. Like, I may not understand, but I'm not going to try to fix fix it. Throw the, fix well, it. I what I say to my husband, Billy, when I know that I'm going to go into a lengthy soliloquy of what's happened to me and how Ooh. I want to talk about it, I always say to him, listen, by the way, I give you permission to not have an answer to this. I just need to talk it through. Mm. And he's like, and uh, you can just see this kind of like rollback of, oh, thank, thank you, God. Because it's, <laughs> I know sometimes he, I think he feels this pressure of, okay, she's done this with her mom and this happened with her brother. What should I say? And I, he doesn't need to. I, and so I always, when I don't want to hear an answer, I will say, look, I give you permission just to hear me. I just want, I need to talk this out. And I think we need to give each other permission. My my son is in college and he told me something interesting the other day, um, as as college age kids always do, come, come back and reveal something unique and new for me. Um, either my daughter or son has done it. But this time my son said to me that so many of the young girls his age 
are focusing on kind of this fantasy idea of how life should be. And maybe it's the time when, Meryl, you and I were younger, that it was like the Harlequin romance. It's like the girls who read that, read those books you know, on how, you know, the guy was going to come in on the white horse with his long flowing hair or whatever. So, but a lot of these girls have this idea based on TikTok or Instagram or whatever social media yeah. outlet on how the date is supposed to go. And if the guy doesn't show with the right flowers and have the right thing. And so there's this disconnect on how they're supposed to be behaving. And I think that if we, in order for us to succeed in this arena uh, of life and with relationships and so that we can express more gratitude, we need to really kind of give each other a little leeway. And back to that idea of space, um, Meryl has a, a, a safe space with me where she can just be without judgment. And whenever I've been in a disagreement with uh, my husband or a family member or a friend, um, I found that the best place for me to be oftentimes um, is to be quiet and give space to whatever the issue is. So it's this, it's this grace is what it is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So male, female, whatever we're doing in any of our relationships, we offer grace to the other person to just be instead of them fulfilling this fantasy or this fantastical idea of how we think it's supposed to. And then I cried on his shoulder and he stroked my hair and whatever. I, you know, <laughs> we had these ideas that just, they're not working. It's you know what was interesting about yesterday and how we, like I was really, I just had a rough, I had a rough morning and I was driving and it was horrible like road conditions and I was scared and you know, and I wasn't getting what I wanted and no, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. I made it home. Here I am. Um, but I had- You were in Idaho you know, and was, you wanted to be in Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a moment. I did have a moment. <laughs> I've, I've been there. <laughs> it's really snowing. Anyway, but I got over it now. I'm in, I'm in gratitude again. But, she, but we both kind of came to this thing. It was like, because I wasn't getting my needs met by my partner here. And, but, you know what does that mean and 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 really like he needed to he needed to meditate i needed to meditate literally i needed or if you don't want to call it that i needed to be silent i needed stillness i needed to quiet my mind mm -hmm. and that's such a a wonderful might be the best kind of what do you call it uh uh <laughs> When your advice, thank you. <laughs> that was hard. Thank you, Mario. Oh. <laughs> advice you can give like, anyone. Sorry, you were no help. Yeah, no, I was like, ooh, it's a movie. Uh, was that a movie? No. Oh, <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> well, let me. You know what? I, I was thinking back about. I was reflecting. Recording on, stopped. Recording in progress. Can we go? We're good. Okay. Uh, I was thinking about the time that we've known each other, whether or not we've, you know, talked for a year or, or not, there's still that connection. I feel it anyway. It don't tell me if you don't. Um, <laughs> you could just, you could just, your silence will be okay. Uh, but, I, but, but look at the time that we... You give, you give us permission to be... <laughs> I give you, uh, just smile and uh, I'll just say that your, your Wi-Fi froze. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, but think about the time that we first connected, didn't know each other our entire lives, kind of like you, Melissa, you were describing how you met in, mm -hmm. in your later years, which, by the way, is very very hard uh to, to make friends at that t at that point because you've yeah you really don't want anymore um if you do you don't probably <laughs> trust them. why are you in my life now what do you want from me and i don't have enough time <laughs> but we came together um through this show and through conversation really ultimately mm -hmm. and and then we and then it was pandemic it was pre-pandemic then it was pandemic then it was uh, isolation then it's all the things that happen you know that um, in politics and and with um, you know deaths and and um, you know the uh, me too and the black lives matter and and turmoil 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 and isolation and then back into the world and here we are back into the world and 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 uh, but uh, we've all changed a lot all of us and yeah. A lot of anger and a lot of darkness in the world, I think. And whether you, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being dramatic. There is and there was. And, oh, yeah. But here's what I, uh, it, it sounds like a, a, a strange um, example, but I interviewed a girl named Tom. You know, they've won The Voice last year, and they're they're very, they're th a brother, two brothers and a sister, and they're very wholesome, and they've, they're, uh, their music is very, you know, back to the '60s folk and Christ, a little bit of Christian, and and their fans. I've never seen anything like it. Um, the comments, and I'm getting to my point. The comments from their fans on this interview were all about, "You guys are genuine. You are um, are honest." you are a light in the world you are good people and the world needs good people and the people use the word gratitude they had gratitude for these three young kids that are musicians making it and their popularity it, from all that i can read and see is based on uh, being good people and so it made me start thinking uh, in the beginning when we had these conversations are these shows exciting we're not controversial i don't want to uh badmouth people i don't want to gotcha I, that's not what, who we all are here today mm -hmm. talking and so and the theme of the show has always been it's got to be positive to me it's got to be we've got to put good stuff out there what i read from these yes. these reviews from these people is there was there were no trolls and that's crazy wow. everybody loved and everybody said they're good people and, and, and we need good people. It was repeated. And you are good people. And what you're putting out there is good. And what it makes me optimistic and hopeful for is that through all this change and darkness that we've known each other over the three years that we've all been through together and the world's been through together, people are seeking out light and, and talking about you know the health of their mind talking about the, how it affects Radical. their body talking about how we need to get back to treating each other right so absolutely that's my point and i'm gonna i want to come back we got to take a break uh but i want to start you know i want to talk talk to tell a couple stories over the year and i know you guys have some good stories about things that you've been through either good or bad what you're grateful for um any extraordinary acts of kindness that you've that you've witnessed or heard about i find 
now that I'm grateful for the most simple things. I want to hear what your simple things are. Um, and, and again, gratitude, we're talking about gratitude, uh, seems to be coming up a lot more in everyday conversations, and I like it. We'll be right back. It's so slow as we go on this great, great, all this great, Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, the Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio dot rocks. Hey there, I'm Caleb. I'm Becca. And I'm Joshua. And we, we are Girl Named Tom. Go to girlnamedtom.com to hear more of our music, buy merchandise, and learn about our story. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. You've been listening to The Jeremiah Show. I am Miles Zuniga from Fastball. Hey, this is Tim. And this is Christian. We're L1011. Hi, this is Ron Sexsmith on The Jeremiah Show. And we're back with The Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I am with Mariel Hemingway, and 
Melissa Yamaguchi. We are spending Christmas Eve together. And it's such a it's such a good conversation. <laughs> so nice, Mario. What's like a Hemingway yeah. Christmas like? I yeah. want to. I imagine. Here's what I imagine for the, the like a Hemingway Christmas. <laughs> Sweet smells. <laughs> Listen to this. This is this is how I imagine. Honestly, okay. cherry pipe smoke. Okay. Okay. Oh, the, like, that's, okay, that's like not cherry pipe. <laughs> no, no. Like I'm thinking of your grandfather. I think he comes to mind. The, the leather coffee, a wood stove. <laughs> Steam window, like comfy blankets, good books, maybe. He was probably, he was probably in Havana, Cuba. <laughs> okay, none of that. So, so what I'm imagining on a, uh, for a Hemingway Christmas, what is a Hemingway Christmas like? You know, I don't think of it as a Hemingway Christmas. I mean, our Christmas is... Our, is it, doesn't that sound romantic, though? Like, right? it should, there should be a Hemingway. It does. Everybody it should does. strive for and a Hemingway I, you know, Christmas. And, and I live in Idaho, and I live kind of where where Hemingway is king so it is kind of nice there's a sleigh ride that goes to the Trail Creek cabin where my oh, grandfather spent time and, nice. and uh, so cool. we have friends coming up and they're like you've got to you've got to come with us on this sleigh ride and come to the dinner so we're going to do that and Bobby hasn't done it before so that should be interesting but you know i think the best christmas is the is the simple christmas you know like i'm a big it was very funny because i was i always loved 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 christmas and all the ritual the tradition behind christmas Mm -hmm. and when you know when you have children like all of a sudden i really i was i believed in santa claus far too long I mean, it was like, it was out of, it was a little out of control. I was like in my twenties, still truth. wondering in the, ma- in my twenties, still wondering, well, wondering in the middle of the night if maybe there was just some magical something that happened. But then you have children and then you realize that you are Santa Claus and life is different. But then the ritual becomes, then you become the magical something that creates this magic for your children, right? And so um, I've always held on to that kind of silly maybe tradition, but I also think it's so there's something magical about it. It's, It's wonderful to come out and see on the fireplace that the stockings are like lumpy and full and you know like <laughs> you know my mother always put an orange at the bottom because she couldn't figure out what yeah. was going to fit there you know that's true I so you love. do and that's how those traditions kind of carry on but it's 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 the i don't know it's just you know and it's getting together my two daughters who are in their 30s now are coming oh, for nice. christmas dinner with their you know one with her fiance and 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 a boyfriend are coming and it's going to be wonderful you know like this is great now we do a lot of childlike things because it's supposed to snow so we will get the 1979 ford uh, f-250 pickup out and we will drag everybody around on a sled (laughs) on a sled you know yeah, See, I, I call it hooky bobbing. Everybody thinks I'm crazy when I say that. I thought it was no, always that's called, what it, but that's what I other used to people it say it's something else. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank um, you. See, anyway. I told you a Hemingway Christmas is cool. I knew it was going to be cool. It is cool. It <laughs> I is imagine cool. it differently, yeah. but it it's, cool. I like yours better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mariel, no, I can't find the pipe, but anyway, I'm looking. <laughs> I just, I, I think I just like imagine your grandfather reading yeah. to you and, you know, a, a pipe in the fire and all. I don't know. <laughs> Leather. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a fishing pole. Um, so, 
when did your life like significantly improve where you were aware of it you're like i'm getting i'm i'm now was there a, a time a season that and what caused that do you remember um I was not always the happiest person, but didn't even realize it until mm -hmm. I wasn't any longer. And meeting, you know, talking about being grateful for somebody. I mean, I'm very grateful for Melissa, but my partner, Bobby, really has always seen me. And when I realized that I was seen by somebody that I was intimate with, um, and that enabled me to heal some past trauma, you know, we all have mm -hmm. stuff. But I was able to heal some of that in in a space where I felt safe and I felt seen and I felt heard. And I think that that, that was the, the real catalyst to me wanting to start a foundation. It's just to, to I wanna create space where others that don't have a significant other who can listen to them, but where they can come and say, you know, I, I feel very alone, but but in the, but I think you're yeah you know, I would like to provide them something something for them I want to give them lots of options mm -hmm. you know that's the desire of of the foundation is again like you like you said in the in the in the intro we want to be a resource navigator we want to have lots of different avenues for people to find a sense of self and a sense of being heard and. You know, whether that takes them to a doctor or a therapist or a yoga class or, you know, an, a way of eating, you know, whatever it is, because we we want to explore all the options to making somebody feel valued. Mm. And my in my. <laughs> I cried. Sorry. Mm. You know, uh, being being heard and understood by somebody that you love and that loves you is just it's invaluable mm -hmm. and it's exactly how i feel about melissa too but it's you know like and i had when melissa talked about us meeting never had a girlfriend like her i didn't in my entire life I, I i had friends of course but there's always friends that meet a certain need at a certain time and it's like okay that's cool for that Right, that's my summer friend. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Melissa just kind of met everything at once, and I was like, I was. It was actually overwhelming, right? And yeah. and Bobby is that for me too. So, mm, look God, at the God bless us all. Look, at, we're talking about energies. How we we've we've all had experienced a lot of different energies throughout this conversation. But look at the <laughs> look at the power of your, your. Those are happy tears, and those are that's yes. the power that just mm -hmm. went through you. <laughs> The emotion that just went through your body to to bring uh you know that love look at what the love just did to you it just washed you over you know so so sweet and <laughs> god you guys really have to do your Merry own Christmas. podcast <laughs> let's just keep doing mine can we just keep doing mine um we yeah, take would, I, <laughs> can right. i say one thing we before can you break off we can yes yes can i say one small thing I want to say something important about Mariel saying uh, cultivating that spirit of Santa or whatever whatever that magical essence is of the holiday, whatever holiday you you celebrate. The reason that it is so important that we nurture that magical spirit and the belief in something else is that it fosters hope, and that is exactly what gratitude does. It fosters hope. 
and beyond the mundane, beyond what any negative experience you've had. It, it gives you a belief that something greater is still out there and to come. And so it's all, it's purposeful and it's really important. Mm. Come tomorrow. Meryl Hemingway and <laughs> Melissa Yamaguchi. Out comes the sun is Meryl Hemingway's podcast for addressing mental, physical, and spiritual wellness. She does the podcast with Melissa Yamaguchi, who's also here with us today. Uh, I'd love you to, at this break, go to Apple Podcast and type in Out Comes the Sun. It will pop up. There's a little button that says follow. This is really important. Um, it's nice to listen, but follow this. It's it, Follow this podcast. This Every Thursday, you're going to get a little alert when there's a new episode um, that pops up. And it, it, it's, a, it's a great tool. It's a great um, podcast to listen to, to just stay in that, that, that uh, being self-aware and being aware and, and, and having intentions and finding tools to help you with that. It is hard. We, it, life is hard, but it's, it, it's a little easier with Meryl Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi, and out comes the sun. Um, you can also find Meryl Hemingway and Melissa at Meryl Hemingway's foundation, and the mission is to assist in nav navigating mental health treatment and find solutions to meet the needs of individual communities. You can find out more on MerrillHemingwayFoundation.org. We will be right back. Out of the corner of my eye Caught you walk by I chase you down Is it okay if I call you mine From here on out As if I could ever stop You are light as a butterfly As heavy as a rock Bottom and the top is it okay if I call you mine From here on out As if I could ever stop And now I'm opened up I'm strong, I'm wild Like a storm out the stars in my blood And it's all because of you Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi there, everybody. This is Ann Hitch. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hucks from the band Everclear. My name's Danny Dreho. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. you need help with your restaurant or hospitality business, see how we can help your business at hjlrestaurantadvisors.com. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen. Hey, this is Jeff Stunk Baxter. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected. You won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show.
Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I am with Mariel Hemingway and Melissa Yamaguchi. It's Christmas Eve. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for spending the night with us. It's, it's a really great conversation. Uh, I think it uh, will set off my year much better after today. It's just a, a good time with the two of you. I've missed you. And welcome back, Dr. D. You had a real quick question for uh, Mariel. I do. Uh, you, when you started to tear up, you apologized. And I'm going, do you, do, do you apologize when you laugh? No. And the reason I bring it up is because if we're there for the person who's really going through it, and I've had this happen with my wife, she's crying, I'm so sorry. I, and I think, you don't have to apologize. And, and I'm wondering if that's, a, if that's a, a catching point for a lot of folks, because sometimes that gets in the way of us really letting it out and getting rid of it and moving on. Well, I think, uh, yeah. I know it sounds <laughs> yeah, that's semantic. No, it's an issue. It's an issue for me. I've had a, a, an apology problem <laughs> for a long time. And, you know, my laughter sometimes is an apology. It's, it's trying to make space like, you know, I don't want to, you know, and that comes from childhood trauma of not wanting to be invasive or be a problem. I don't want it. You know, I wrote a book called Invisible Girl, which was about this girl who really just felt like she was invisible, but I mm -hmm. kind of thought it was safer to stay invisible. So that's, that is definitely, yeah, I mean, you caught, you caught that, damn you. Um, <laughs> but I, I have done that. I've gotten a little bit better. I think yeah. Melissa can attest to being a little bit better. Yeah. But, you know, that is an issue. Yeah. And I think it's an issue for a lot of women. I think we mm -hmm. feel maybe of my generation, of our, you know, of our generation, where we we were brought up to, like, you know, hang it, hang out in the background, watch, don't, don't make waves yeah. in your house, right, or in your home and then as you move into the workspace you got to be careful mm -hmm. you know it's different for you know a different generation a younger yeah. generation they're not brought up i didn't raise my girls that way they don't apologize ever you know they say what they want to say and they don't apologize for it i know melissa's children are amazing human beings who you know they're confident and they don't apologize for their feelings or or something but that is something that i think it, it might be generational well, um, I don't apologize, and maybe I don't apologize enough because I am what I am, Popeye. But I, I think, I think also knowing Mariel, um, Mariel's, uh, if I may be so brazen as to speak here uh, for you, Mariel grew up in a, at a in a, a time in a ch her childhood where she didn't want to make anything more chaotic. God forbid that she would be the source of any kind of chaos or dis-ease in any, for any reason. So the apology as, as people, for people who do apologize, male or female, the apology really is, I don't wanna make you uncomfortable. So I apologize if my tears make you uncomfortable. It's not, it's a, it, it is a learned behavior, but it's also this kind of a, a let me fix this real quickly. And so Mariel, Mariel has done that. Uh, she knows she doesn't need to apologize around me for anything. <laughs> um, uh, it's just, it, I mean, she does, but it doesn't, it, she doesn't do it as frequently around me because she knows that uh, un unconditionally, I don't have any judgment thrown up against her. But I think a lot of, a lot of, I know a lot of people do apologize. And you're right, they don't apologize for laughing. Although, let, let, let me back up a minute. 
I have to apologize for my laughter because it's just so damn loud. So oftentimes, you know, when I burst out into one of my big guffaws or yuck yucks in the middle of a quiet ceremony, I have to say, oh, sorry to everybody. So like a we funeral? have the opposite issue. Like a funeral? Uh, you yeah. know, laughter oh. to me, laughter is one of one of the maybe the top three things I'm grateful for when I hear oh, it, yeah. when I experience oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. Melissa. If you could bring me anybody back this year for a day, who would it be and what would you say to them? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I can bring anybody back for a day? Yeah, you only get one sentence answers, too, because we're all running out of time. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that'll be. I really want a heartfelt answer really quickly. (laughs) Yeah. Deep. Go deep. Go deep. Go deep quickly. Uh, Yeah, I I would would bring back my great-grandmother instantly. What would you Uh, tell My great-grandmother, she uh, rode horseback from Indiana through Oklahoma, came through on the Trail of Tears when they were forced through. She has, a, she was a midwife at the age of 15. She was this amazing six foot tall, amazing pillar of strength and a matriarch. And that matriarchal blood has just flowed on down the pipe. And I have so much to ask her about, you know, um, the energy she had within and it's it's a lot of i see her and sometimes in my meditations this really tall stoic woman who was so incredibly wise and resilient and so i bring her back because i have a million things to ask mm, i feel the way you described her that you already did yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, how about you mario (laughs) you know i have to say it's probably oh yeah of course you would say this but i think i would bring my grandfather ernest back Number one, because I never got to meet him. You know, my sisters met him, but I was, I, uh, uh, he took his life, you know, four months before, three or four months before I was born. And I would love to, because I've always felt this like affinity to my grandfather, but it's like a man I didn't man know. So in some ways you, you feel, you feel like, oh, who, who am I to think that I know this person and yet I have always felt this really strong feeling like I've been guided I'd love to know if I was yeah. <laughs> have you because you it sounds like you've thought about this is there a question you probably have a billion questions but is there one that you really would want to know or something you would ask him if there's anything in particular I, I would I would love to know that he's there you know what I mean mm. just that he's there mm. yeah I'd like to put that to you, Mr. Higgins. Not yet. Not yet. It's all about our guests. I, I have so many great questions that I wanted to ask them, and we don't have the time, but you I guess I guess it's not over. Hopefully, you'll, uh, we'll see each other again. Um, oh, my God. Mariel. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, what's unfinished in your life? Oh, wow. What's unfinished? Um, interesting question, because think of things as finished or unfinished mm-hmm. i think uh, the, life is always a journey of completion right you're always in the completion of something right and you're becoming always right so if you're i mean probably projects that you'd like to get done but i always see it as the journey if if i'm at my best self and i'm and i realize that every moment is a precious present moment then the becoming of myself in each moment is really that is completion right so there's no need to finish anything as long as you still see the journey as 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 the as the finish or whatever. Anybody ever told you you're very very wise? 
Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I was going to apologize, but I won't. <laughs> Melissa, give me three sounds that make you really happy. Laughter. <laughs> that sound? Um, I like your laugh. Don't uh, ever apologize. <laughs> um, laughter. The other sound that makes me happy is uh, um, my children talking to each other. They're really good friends. And oh. I think that's a gift. Yeah, that the is. gift. They, they really dig each other. So them kind of hanging out laughing and talking is that, that's just nirvana for me. Um, and, and the third is probably... Um, I would say something really esoteric, like the sound of silence, but I'm too um, I'm too loud and hyper for that to be it. I'd say my husband. I, I'd probably say my husband uh, coming home because he's uh, I, and I, no, not to be too June Cleaver, but no, I really dig I I dig him a lot. See, I mean, simple I, things. Yeah, I simple love him. Uh, I admire him, and so I'm always kind of stoked when he. You know, he, I guess he could turn right and not come in the driveway, but he was elected. <laughs> <laughs> he makes it, he makes that election to come home, and it's always kind of yeah. In Japan, he always he always Billy's ja, uh, half Japanese, and so he speaks a lot of Japanese. And he'll say, "I'm home" in Japanese, and like the dutiful wife I am, I always say, "Welcome back." And so it's it's kind of a cool little thing we do. That's awesome. I would like to. The only thing that I would ever you say, need to, you need to record that because I got. <laughs> yeah, you even the bow. Okay, there's, you don't believe it, huh, Mariel? Yeah, the the uh, the the one thing I would say, you you ask Mariel what's unfinished. I just want to say one thing that I know for damn sure is finished is me having any more children. That's done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my mom. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have gratitude lists, or have we done them all? There is. Is there anybody anything that you'd like to? To just give thanks to now that we're as we're wrapping this up, uh, Mariel. Do you have? I mean, you've thanked Bobby. You've your 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 daughters. Your no, uh, oh, but thank you for giving us this opportunity because it really was it, it was is very special and and I can I think I can speak for Melissa that we are true. I, I mean, I'm grateful for this. Mm, I'm always grateful when you have a conversation that goes to a new place or is like an aha in your soul and and that's what life's about that's sim you know the simplicity of having a great conversation where you you dug deep and you felt something and it, it's just wonderful mm -hmm. i Thank agree melissa any any other yeah aside from my kids and my husband and mariel i uh i'm really grateful for my mom Mm. Uh, she's yeah. a she my mom is the world's best cheerleader uh, I am able to be a good cheerleader to those that I love Mariel my husband my kids because I learn from the very best I don't care if my mom's uh, on the side of the road trying to find her leg she's still on that phone saying you've got this babe I, she's just amazing and I'm I'm really grateful for her I am it's consistent I'd love to meet her but Sounds like a great woman and your great grandmother. I want to meet her too. Dr. D, quickly, do you have any? I know you. our clock is running out with these two. Mm -hmm. Do you have any? Uh, you have a short list for me? Short list of gratitude? <laughs> Anything you want to say? Uh, basically. Okay, time's up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Listen more and evolve. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. No, I, I will say that uh, this year has. Uh, 
the things that I have learned in just this year and the, pro the, the, the program that I was in, one of the great messages that was told, and it had to do with the Scottish solstice celebration in uh, 1743. And one of the, 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 the themes that ran through it early on in the, pro in the play, in the performance, was having to do with the old year and the new and the way that they viewed it in this, pr in this pro uh, production. And it was that the old year is tired it's worn out we've used it up and so now we let it go in order to make room for the new year and i just i thought that's i like that you know i've 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 used this year up really, really well <laughs> in a yeah. lot of different ways. Yeah, I think we all have. And it, but it feels good. Okay, it I love it. It feels so good. So I love that's, it. that's what I'm going to oh. be grateful for. Hey, Richard, I, I want to say I'm grateful for you and all the stuff that you do for the show before I forget. Um, well, thank you. Thank you for And you're uh, very for, welcome. For all I love doing that it. you put in the show. Thank you, Mariel and Melissa. Goes without saying, I'm very grateful for you and grateful thank for you, this conversation. You. I'm going to give you my short list here. Uh, I can't let it go without just saying that I, uh, the friendship that we ha we all experience with Anne Hayes, I really do appreciate that, mm. and uh, I'm grateful for that that I even got to know her or, or, or and all of you. Um, that when we came together over a conversation like this, so that's that's special. I'm so grateful for that interview, Mariel, that you gave me, and of your time and your thoughtfulness, your unselfishness for others, and just the generosity of you. Um, I'm grateful for the support of my mom, who is my best friend. I'm, I'm grateful for my sister, my brother, and my niece. I'm really, really happy these days with my bamboo pillowcases, my sheets, and my comforter. They are so, so soft. It might be my favorite thing. That was such thing. a great segue. <laughs> I know. It's so good, though. Uh, coffee. Love coffee and the smell, especially in the morning. Oh, yeah. um, for all of yeah. the listeners, we have grown so much over the last 10 seasons with you guys, and, and we're in over 100 countries uh, every week downloaded um, and just... Uh, I looked at we had over a hundred uh, almost 200,000 impressions on YouTube last week I don't, that's not a lot for somebody like Mariel but for me it is um, it's just not it just it just says that we're spreading a really good message out there and I thank you guys for for tuning in every week and listening it brings us together uh, we share a collective smile and it makes us keep trying the hope that Melissa mentioned last I'm really grateful for the listeners in Ukraine since we started this show Ukraine has always been number one to number three for listeners and I don't know anybody in Ukraine um, when the war started last year it went dark there were no Ukraine listeners for about three months they're coming back and we're there the number three listeners in Ukraine I just want to tell you I hope that you're warm right now I hope that you're safe, um, and I just wanted to thank you all for listening. Okay, that's it. That's the show. I'm going to let you guys go do your podcast, so check it out later tonight. Uh, and the, the podcast from Melissa and Mariel out. I just want to I'm plugging it one more time. Out Comes the Sun is the podcast. Don't forget to follow it. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. And everybody have a great Christmas. I could fly at the speed of light I could get to Canis Major in 5,000 years 
butterflies and black and blue birds I'll never be the same since I met you, girl Pennies thrown into a fountain Make a wish, blow out the candles, take a breath God is troubling when you consider Believers that would welcome the end of the world Got a job and it pays me I want love more than I deserve I read the paper, it makes me crazy Gotta be a way to make it work oh. Stardust, look at us climbing out the mud Let's go round the block We make the most before the jig is up Dreamers, big talk High wires, circus never stop I said, Stardust, look at you crawling out the mud That dying is scary to us But everybody do it One, two, three On the sidewalk The dandelion Is reaching from a crack up to the sun Words can be a wicked tool For twisting truth I wanna be true to you Blood and bones Black holes and stones All those things paved the way For you and me Got a job and it pays One love more than I deserve The headlines that make me crazy Gotta be a way to make it work oh. I said stardust Look at us crawling out the mud Let's go around the block We'll make the most before the jig is up This is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Hi, everybody. I'm Billy Vera, and I'm here to tell you about my memoir. My memoir is called Harlem to Hollywood, and it's available at Amazon and just about anywhere great books or even lousy books are sold. But mine's a good one, and I think you'll enjoy it. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve.
This is Miles Copeland. Yeah, I just had the honor of speaking to the Jeremiah Show. Who would have believed that little old me would have the opportunity to speak on such a prestigious show? And they even talked about my book, Two Steps Forward, One Step Back, My Life in the Music Business. So it was a great pleasure to uh, be on that show, The Jeremiah Show. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.